All right, so bonus round. Kurt, let's talk about playtest conventions and how to dominate. Now, you know, you, you can go to these things and you can be real busy and not productive. You know, it's kind of the same with any other creative endeavor. You can spin your wheels. And so what is the best way to go to a uh, go to an unpub or a protospiel or even just, uh, you know, like you and I, we hung out at Origins in the unpub room. So you can go to just a normal convention but find the playtest area. So how do you dominate one of those? It's a great question. I think it really comes down to what you think is the most important game you have to work on, first and foremost. So I think most people that go to these events have a good sense of what their most important game is at that moment. It's important to keep that in focus because it can be really tempting to want to play all your games you brought with you, but you might not have enough time to play all of them. So really focusing on which games you want to hit the table Different people have different thoughts on this. I generally am a fan of reciprocity. So if I'm going to playtest your game, then maybe you'll playtest mine and vice versa. So I'm not expecting to get my game on the table three times in a row. I might play my game once and play two other designers' games for the next two slots before I get a chance to put my game back on the table. However, there's another level of complexity when you add to the fact that if you're uh, a publisher like I am, that I'm looking to scout games as well as playtest our games in development. So I usually have to divide things into multiple levels of either just I usually do like a scan of the room to figure out, OK, which people are people that I I'd really like to play test something that they have that I, I'm interested in or I haven't play tested something of theirs in a while. So it, it's independent of a particular game. It's just I want to play test with those people. And then there's also the game focus. And you have to try to balance those because sometimes those people will be playing games when you're looking to play your game and you and you can't line up those times. So what I will sometimes do is try to just go towards the people that I want to play with first because it's easier for me to find random people to play my games with later and try to prioritize, okay, I, I told Gabe I'd play just a game with him, so I need to make sure that happens. So I'm going to go in there, and if he's playing a game, try to figure out when he's going to be available and, and play test with him first and foremost and then fill in my schedule after that. But the unstructured format of these events is a little daunting. I would generally advise trying to take regular breaks to walk out of the room because you'll get a chance to really think about your, your focus. It can be really easy, kind of like in a casino like environment where you can just play one thing and go to the next and all of a sudden six hours have gone by and you realize that you're not really accomplishing your objectives. If you after a play test, decide to go get water or use the bathroom, you have a chance to kind of reset and decide, okay, what's most important for me to do here? We have a play test convention coming up in a month called Protospiel Madison I'll go to, and I have to make sure I'm following these own tips myself. We have one game that's pretty far in development. We have one game that's earlier in development, another game that only needs solo player testing, and then I'd like to scout games for the rest of the time. So I need to figure out how to best split that across two and a half days. Yeah, so really figuring out your schedule, you know, thinking that, again, it goes into that pre-planning, you know, and how prior planning prevents piss-poor performance, that old 6P thing I learned way back <laughs> in the day. And that prior planning uh, goes into it a lot. Anything you would suggest as far as taking care of your body and making sure, you know, that you can actually uh, get stuff done the whole time as opposed to getting sick or being exhausted and not being able to, you know, do anything? I probably give terrible advice on this since I've uh, long since taken ill care of my body at conventions. <laughs> so I wouldn't listen to me on this, but... <laughs> 
I generally put energy bars in my bag along with an extra bottle of water and a soda. I usually view it as my emergency soda with a lot of caffeine, usually <laughs> Mountain Dew or Code Red. And then during playtest, I bust them out if I need energy. I think you're probably better off to take actual meal breaks and go do things, but I'm generally the type trying to get as many playtests in as I can. So I will just put a lot of granola bars yeah. <laughs> and avoid meals unless I need them. Yeah. I think hand sanitizer is another good one. Also fist bumps good point. instead of handshakes. I think that goes a long way, you know, to kind of keep from getting any germs other people might be bringing into the room. Uh, any, any advice on how to take notes during this time? I would use a separate notebook for each game that you are playing. That is a mistake that I made way early on where I use the same notebook for all of my games. Even if the top of the page says the game name, it's a lot harder to look back through your feedback. I would even recommend using a separate notebook for other people's games. So if you wanted to just keep a personal log of those, you're not getting those confused. There's a really cool playtest journal that was created by the Chris some of the guys over at yeah, Chris Rollins. Yeah. I think that's good for certain size games. The pages are a little smaller for maybe more ambitious games, but in general, I like to put a notebook in the box of my game if I can. So small box games, that's probably your best bet or get something from Dollar Tree. Yeah, definitely. You know, having just something is the big thing. Don't just never play your game and don't write anything down. Like that's, Again, there's a difference between playing your game and playtesting your game. And playtesting, it's, it's right. more research. It should have a scientific kind of mentality that goes along with it. Well, Kirk, any other advice for how to dominate a playtest con? One other thing I just stumbled upon over the couple of years of playtesting is for me to structure my playtest notes, it works better for me to divide a page into two on the left side i write my notes and i leave the right side of the page for follow-up then what i'll do after the convention and when i have time i go back through i look through everything on the left side and if there's anything that needs to be done i write the resolution on the right side sometimes the resolution is nothing needed or i'll just say no change but that way when i look two months later and i try to remind myself if i address the feedback. I've, I've made a note that I can ignore that because I've decided for whatever reason it's not important. This just comes down to general note taking. Just know your own setup of symbols or shortcuts for yourself. For me personally, I've decided to make my life easier where I use checkboxes or just squares to the left of things that I'm definitely doing. Question marks are next to things that I am maybe going to do something with or want to think about it. And beyond that, anything else is just a note. And generally, I'm not going to look for those. So I put a lot of question marks in my notes and a fair number of checkboxes. And then when I go back through, I, if I've checked it, then I know I've, I've done the, the action needed from playtesting. Yeah, and that's really good advice. Uh, something I learned from Matt Leacock, something he's talked a lot about, is when you're taking notes, is make sure you always write down the problem. As designers, we have a tendency to write down the answer. It's like, oh, I need to change this card to this value. But if you only write down the answer, it's real easy to forget the problem. And then what if that answer you came up with wasn't the right one? What if it didn't, didn't actually fix the problem? So make sure you always write down the problem. And then if you have some ideas about you know how to fix it or how to do something different, that's cool too. But get that problem down first. And I like your, your system of going back and doing that follow-up. And that, you know, I can write down the problem during the game, during the playtest, and I can go back and on the follow-up section, I can write down maybe some solutions. I think that's just a really good 
way to do things. Well, Kirk, man, again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck with everything you got going on right now. Thanks, Gabe. Really appreciate you having me on.